Chapter 4 The boy held out his hand for the chain. Gom passed it across, his mind going at a lick. While Alflafor was the Yulkinta name, it was inscribed in common characters. Leona had made that tag, he was certain, and long since by the look of it. Those were old water stains. Had it gone over the falls with him? If so, there was no telling if she was still alive, or how his guest had gotten it, or why he'd shown up with it on Hager's doorstep. Gom eyed the boy across the table. What does one do, Gom thought, when a possible lord shows up for breakfast? His nose took in the answer. Offer a bath, of course. He was just about to do so when that once-and-future lord leaned over. Wiccan, he announced, tapping his chest. Wiccan. Wiccan? Really? thought Gon. Wiccan was looking at him expectantly. Gon tapped his own chest in turn. Gon. Gon. Not much room for error there. He pointed to Wiccan's sweat-stained liner, mind lifting it off, then went through the motions of bathing. Wiccan nodded in evident relief, and, pointing to his pack, pulled on imaginary fresh shirt and breeches. As Gom stood, Wiccan made to follow. Shaking his head, signalling his guest to stay put, Gom fetched out the tin hip bath from the storage room across the way and set it in Hager's chamber. Then, under Wiccan's curious eye, he hurried to and from the kitchen, filling the bath with jugs of hot water from the kitchen hob. Next, he fished out a set of towels and a chunk of homemade thyme soap and laid them on Hoggis' washstand. Lastly, covering Hoggis' two small windows, he lit lamps, then went outside into the passage. There he paused, taking stock. The crescent passage curving out of sight on either hand was brightly striped with sunlight cutting through the open doors. Gom walked its length, closing each door, shutting out the morning brilliance, until 
sun-striped passage looked more like a tunnel running off into some deep, mysterious interior. Lighting a taper, he touched it to lamps set in the walls, filling the passage with warm nighttime glow. Satisfied, he went to fetch Wiccan. That one, Gom noticed, had fished out a set of clean clothes from his backpack and was holding them all ready to go. Out in the passage, Gom pointed to the rows of closed doors on either hand. He mimed opening one of them, then clapped his hands to his eyes. Don't open, he said. Understand? Wiccan nodded. Still, the way he eyed them made Gom uneasy. This one didn't mind orders too well, he suspected, especially if those orders went against his inclination. Gum ushered Wiccan in to bathe and left him to it, then stood outside the door, trying to decide. Now that Wiccan's plight was easy, Gum was beginning to wonder if Keke had not been right, if he'd been so wise to bring him into Harder's secret refuge. Not that Wiccan could ever find the house again once he left it, or even get back into the Dunderfoss once he was out. Or could he? Gum frowned. Wiccan had not only walked through it unscathed, he'd been guided right to Harder's door. The forest had already accepted him, nay, had even helped him. According to Haga, she and Gom were the only outsiders ever to be allowed in there. Gom began to suspect that there was more to Wiccan than met the eye. He had already seen Wiccan vanish in a finger snap. Well, not exactly, not in the way that Gon could, with magic. And how would Gon know that, children? Because when they'd bumped earlier that morning, Gon had glimpsed Wiccan clearly, if but for an instant. Probably, Gon thought, Wiccan had a gift for willing others not to see him, a formidable gift indeed, and one requiring great powers of sustained concentration. Gom knew of no human in all Alm who could do that. But Wiccan was not wholly human, Gom told himself. 
while the boy had a human, mortal mother, his sire had been Yulkinta. Hadn't Hogger warned him against tangling with that folk? Their powers are great. They see things the ordinary man cannot. Their gift of prophecy is legendary, and beware of any who can look into your heart. Growing nervous now as to what other talents we can might possess, Gon set a lock spell on the workshop door. Then, on second thought, added an alarm, a possible rendering of K.K.'s warning call to signal Gon if Wiccan tried to raise the latch. Now Gon passed through into the workshop and, scanning the shelves, took down a flask of liniment for Wiccan's injured ankle. Going out the door, he paused. When Wiccan was done bathing, there were questions to be asked and answered. But how? Gon ran to the back of the workshop, fetched out chalk and slate, then ran downstairs. <laughs>